Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. and the Bulldog. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Monday, Tuesday, hump day is halfway. It's Mike Shope. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> and the Bulldog. Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! On WGR. Hump day! Sports Radio 550. I mean, uh, that's a stretch, right? Hump day on Christmas Wednesday, but it is Wednesday. That is definitely, uh, that is confirmed. Sal Capaccio, everybody, he's going to jump on with me right away here. Uh, Bulldog is off this week, and we need, I just feel like it's what God intended. We need to have three for the reverse AFC power rankings. Sal has joined before, Jeremy and Joe. One time, I think we had... No, that wasn't power rankings. That was the uh, actor draft. I was going to say someone else. But I think this. I think that's the list. And uh, Sal, this is better for your schedule anyway, right? So let's uh, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, it's better for my schedule. Yeah, so, we're um, headed to the Sabres game tonight. And i um, going to go out to dinner before that. So this is better for me. And already done with practice and everything that goes along with it. And ha- have you seen this Jair Alexander story? Yes. So, right. I, I watched the his explanation and then Matt LaFleur as well. This is a new one, I think. Although LaFleur did say, I, I, he did say that there was another game this year where there was confusion about the coin toss. And I would love to know what that was. I mean, you stick around long enough. There's something new that happens you see that you never thought you could see or even think of. I'm like, what is going on here? I've seen people say this is like a Saturday Night Live skit. It absolutely could be. So what happened was he was not named a captain, Jair Alexander, when they played the Panthers. But since he's from Charlotte, apparently he felt it'd be cool to go out there as a captain. And he just (laughs) walked into the coin toss. And then he almost screwed it up by telling 
Like, they won the toss, and he said, yeah, we want to go on defense. Instead of saying we want to defer, he almost cost his team that, that opportunity. But So the Packers have suspended him one game. He was in the locker room after the game in this video I'm watching like it was no big deal. Apparently it was a big deal to the Packers, yes. Yes, LaFleur said that he told, because there was whatever happened earlier in the season, he told the referee that they would defer if they won the coin toss. I don't know if you think most teams would do that. Like, does Sean McDermott tell the officials what their intention, the Bills' intentions are, just so there's no... Because that might have saved the Packers. The referee hears mm-hmm. Alexander say the thing about defense. Do you mean defer? He's like, sure. <laughs> just, I don't know. I wonder how often I teams think, tell the refs in advance. I, I think now it's more commonplace. I'm not sure they do it all the time, but I do think now it's a little more commonplace that you would do that. But it shouldn't matter. Do you agree? It shouldn't matter. It should be, no matter what the coach no. said earlier, it's what the player says on the field that should be binding. It's exactly right. I agree with you 100%. I mean, the officials in that case, sometimes they kind of give the players, like in this case and other times I've seen, okay, well, you sure, you want to do this. In fact, there was something that happened last week. Bills-Chargers game. The Chargers won and deferred. The Bills took the ball. I believe this is right. And they said they'll be kicking this way. And then all of a sudden, like two minutes later, there's an announcement, correction, they'll be kicking this way. And I'm like, well, what happened? It's a dome. Does it really matter? I mean... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what happened in that instance, but somebody screwed something up there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to think about what that could have been, but this is a new one. This guy, Alexander, was kind of seemed disgruntled already, and, um, you know, now they're going to suspend him for a game. They're not out of it either, Green Bay, and he's good. But this, uh, they decided they can't have. All right, before we get to reverse AFC power rankings, I know everybody's, Oh, I know everybody is super excited for that. We've pushed it back a day because of Christmas. Um, today in the Bills. So it's a pretty long injury list, but it's a walkthrough to uh, what should we be worried about, if anything? I don't think you should be worried about anything. I think the question is what's going to happen with Daquan Jones. The Bills today made a roster move. They activated Kyer Elam off injured reserve. So that takes care of the 53rd spot. They had 52 spots. Now you still have Daquan Jones, and for that matter, Justin Shorter on IR that are eligible to return. It's not as much Justin Shorter. I mean, they may play this out with him, and he might never even make the roster. I don't know what's going to happen there. Now, they don't have to do it this week, so you have a few options here with Daquan Jones. You can let it go into next week, even the week after. It's January 9th. I did the math on it. January 9th is actually the drop-dead date for him to be activated. So you can just keep it going. He doesn't play until you want to do that if you feel you can kind of get through and not have him play. But if you want him to play this week, he's got to be activated to the roster by 4 p.m. Saturday. But then a roster move has to come. And someone either has to be released or go on injured reserve. Anybody who is released, regardless of years in the league now, would be subject to waivers since we're after the trade deadline. So you have to think of that as well. If you release somebody, you're not assured to get them back in the practice squad. They could be claimed by anybody in the league, basically. So that's what you're looking at. As far as you know, injuries themselves, everybody practiced in some capacity today except for... Um, Leonard Floyd and Von Miller, and they both had vet rest days, but Floyd is dealing with a couple of things. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and then I'd say Micah Hyde is the one that we're kind of keeping an eye on as mm-hmm. well. He's limited today again with the next stinger, and he hasn't he hasn't played in two weeks, but they haven't put him on IR. But we still really have no clarity on where that is. Anything on Kincaid, by the way? Yesterday I asked you about Stefan Diggs and whether you thought he was fighting something, and you, you said pretty much no. Uh, what, what about Kincaid in that respect? 
He's been on the injury list, Kincaid, at least. He has, but he's not anymore. Not today. Um, maybe he shows up tomorrow, but I doubt it. I doubt it. It doesn't look like there's anything there. I'm looking again just to make sure I didn't miss him. Um, he's not on it. So, yeah, I think, you know, Mike, he's a rookie. It's a long season. These guys, they they, they go through a lot, probably more bumps and bruises than their normal than their normal college season, obviously. Um, and it seems like, you know, maybe that was a little bit of what's going on. And he's just a little bit banged up. But it seems like he's fine now. He's not on the injury report. And also, Sean McDermott was specifically asked about Stefan if he's any sort of injured. And he said no. He said, um, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so, you know, he, he's not in the injury report today either. Okay, there it is. Anything else before we get to the power rankings? The um, highly anticipated reverse AFC power ranking, Sal? Trying to think. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. Uh, just, like I said, monitoring what's going to happen with the roster the rest of the week here. Okay. Let's do it. Powered by Empire Electric. Reverse AFC power rankings. Week 17, Empire Electric. Your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit empireelectricians.com. Thank you to them. Here is, let me get apologies to those interested in the the many interested in the aesthetics of reverse AFC power rankings. I'm transitioning from one my old dilapidated work bag to a new bag, but my computer didn't fit in the new Christmas bag, so I moved all mm. my papers but not my computer, ended up bringing the old one in, no papers to write on the backs of, so I'm using lined notebook paper. Yes, when we're done and I get home, I will immediately transfer the writing here to the right paper, but it'll have to do. It's the best I can do for today, just so everybody can picture the the setting here. (laughs) Okay, 16. I would like to nominate Denver. Because it's their current form, right? Well, yes, and more than that. I, I think I want to. You can talk me into someone else, you guys, but they are bad. They've not had the worst record, but their wins were often pretty lucky. Turnovers. What happened in the Bills game, which was turnovers plus miraculous Cortland Sutton touchdown catches. Blown out in Detroit down the stretch. The early part of their season counts too. Uh, losing to the Patriots at home. Is there anybody, and then, of course, what we've got now with Wilson and what their future looks like. I mean, they're not going to have an early pick. I'm going to nominate the Chargers. I mean, I know they held with the Bills, but their wins have come against the Raiders, the Bears, the Jets, the Patriots. They have five, and Easton Stick is their quarterback. I'll go with the Chargers. I think their vibes are better, but they're a worse team. Okay. 15. I'm still on Denver. I'm I'm on New England. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I'm on New England. I think their vibes are really bad. They won a very meaningless game that has now pushed them to fourth in the draft order. I think that ultimately will change just through tiebreakers. But they're playing a dangerous game with you know Bill Belichick, likely just all the reports, he's not going to be there next year. They should go a young quarterback. And if they do miss out on the top two, yes, I do like guys like Jaden Daniels who won the Heisman and stuff like that. It's just there's already not a ton of talent there. They would be better to get one of these two guys. And now it's there's just nothing really positive there. And I don't really think they're that much of a organization you'd like to go to. Like I know the Chargers have a lot of issues cap wise, but Herbert's Herbert. Like you you would think most coaches I think would have in their mind, I can win a division title, I can win a Super Bowl with him. I don't see how the Patriots 
or any kind of positivity around them if for a new coach to come in, a Ben Johnson, a Bobby Sloan. They anybody. did just beat Denver, however. They did, the road, did just Denver. beat Denver. I'm just waiting to say it. And Denver just, just Denver. benched Russell Wilson for Jarrett Stidham. He played well, though, last year with Vegas. Like He had a few moments there where it's like, oh, who's this? I, w- I, I would go with New England, but they win at Denver. Denver looks bad now, even worse. And I think I'll lean Denver here because of that. Like I that th- that game was kind of the tiebreaker for me. Really, it's <laughs> it like be higher in the power rankings. I, I can't help but think about the future. Like Denver is in a disastrous situation. They're paying their coach, I think, the most money ever for a head coach. They traded draft picks to get him. They're going to have to set records with dead cap money if they walk away from Wilson, which they definitely will because of Peyton's existence. New England at least can start over, and everybody's going to be kind of at peace with that. I mean, New England's defense is pretty good, though. And really their defense is, is pretty good. Um, Denver's was okay there for a minute. Yeah. All right, what's it going to be, Sal? Denver. Denver at 15. 14. Maybe it has to be the Patriots here next. I'll, I'll say New England next. I would say so, yeah, for a lot of the reasons that, you know, I, it doesn't matter about the future right now. We're talking about who are the rankings at right now. And, I, yeah, they won last week. Their defense is pretty good. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with New England here. Only it's, because they did win. If they didn't win on Sunday or Christmas, I, I wouldn't put them here. But yeah. I, I am this way just about almost everything, but I have a tough time making it black and white. I wouldn't want you to necessarily exclude any thoughts about the future in this. Because when you get this late, like Wilson being benched is all about the future. They're not benching him because they think someone else is better. They're, they would have done that at week four. They're benching him because they don't but, want him to get hurt and have to pay him. So... That's correct, but if I think of power rankings, I'm ranking the team as they currently are. It's like it's it's, you know, if you go into the a tournament, the NCAA tournament, it's the same reason why the Florida State Seminoles were left out. They lost their quarterback, so you know, if, whatever you are now is what you are. Fine, that's fine. There's no, uh, there's no, I think, necessary right way to do it or wrong way to do it. Right. Well, there probably are wrong ways to do it. You know, by colors or something. Um, Thirteen. Tennessee. 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 Yep. Tennessee. What do you think, Sal? Levis, week one starter or no? Next year. Yeah, for sure. Will Levis becomes the week one starter next year. I think you've seen enough from him. He's shown you enough where you roll with him. They're not going to be in a position to be able to really draft one of these top couple guys. So I think so. I I think these bottom four can kind of be interchangeable, by the way. Chargers, Broncos, Patriots, Titans. You know, if they played a round-robin tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody won against anybody else. It'd all be ties. Uh, 12. Maybe there's a tear break here. 12. Jets? Hmm. Yeah. Zach, I think the Jets showed me enough. I mean, the... the, Well, see, they played one, too. The Raiders showed me enough in Kansas City to allow the Jets... To be higher than them here. Sal, don't look now, but if you run the playoff stuff, the playoff machine stuff, yep. two wins for the Raiders, and their chances are pretty good. They have at Indianapolis and then Denver at home. I and you, if you really, th- I don't think they will. But if you really think Kansas City can lose their last two games, the Raiders will win the division in that scenario. Right, I, I don't think they will either. Uh, but right. the the Raiders being in the playoffs would be a, an incredible story. And yes, like again, if they if they win both games, they're sixty to seventy percent to make it. Part of it, part of that is beating Indianapolis. Like that's one of the teams 
in their way. I, I'm, but we're going to go. I'm we're gonna Jets, go Jets here. here, though, right? I'm Jets here. Yeah, the Jets here. Raiders. I mean, they have... they had a stranglehold in that game against the Commanders and blew it, and then they won it at the end. And they're they're not that good. They, they're, their offense is still really bad. You did get to see their two offensive studs like show up in this game. There are games when Brees Hall just means nothing, but he had a huge game against Washington. And Garrett Wilson, Sal, I'm in a big one where we needed Garrett Wilson to. We're sort of counting on him. I I always I know how risky that is, but he gets hurt early. He's in the tent right away. They get up 17 to nothing, at least 14 to nothing, if not 17 to nothing. And they're the Jets, and he still had a big game. Wilson, like a guy like that is almost undeniable. Really cool. So at least they have those two guys. Um, and, you know, next year they'll have Aaron Rodgers for hopefully for their sake more than four plays. Okay. Jets at 12 11. Is this mm-hmm. Vegas? I kind of want to say Jacksonville here. Okay. Wow. Like, I just, Jacksonville Boy. started the year off well. It, it almost feels like now with how the season's gone, the win over Buffalo was kind of the peak of the season. I know they won a few more games, obviously, after that. But just now Lawrence just straight up can't stay healthy the rest of the year. He seemingly is picking up new and, and worse injuries. And I just, I, there's really nothing about them that's good. They can't win at home. They're just completely fumbling with a division. I think now they're more likely to miss the playoffs than make it. And that's your opinion, right? You're saying that's I, not I, the odds. No, I, I don't think it's the odds. I remember I was looking at the um, the playoff scenario thing you had opened up, and I think it was either like four, the four seed, they were like a 37% missed the playoffs. They were like 40 or something like that, or it could have been flipped. But regardless, they're, 80, they're 80% to make it. They're 80% to make it. Okay. Well, regardless, they just, they don't, they're not very good anymore. Like, yeah, that's they're, what they're, we're They're right to back out. to just being bad. And Trevor Lawrence, I think even if he's healthy, are 80% to good. make it? Yes. That's because of the division being eight and seven for three different teams, and they play I Carolina mean, at home. Like you know, and if, they, that's correct. And they play Carolina. That's if Barkley right. starts. They're still I favored. can't. I can't right now in good conscience put Jacksonville higher in this scenario. Like, well, well put. Well I put. mean, but they have lost. They've lost five of seven. I'll say Pittsburgh are playing much better football. I will say Pittsburgh here. Try that. Okay, on hold on. Hmm, Pittsburgh. Oh, you got a you got a Pittsburgh, you got a Bengals Jackson, and Pittsburgh. But I mean Pittsburgh, they looked good last week. Mason Rudolph, thirty four points they scored. Hmm. That's correct. Want to put them above or Cincinnati above Pittsburgh? Then off that. No, you know what? You know what? I just I haven't been a believer in the Steelers all year, and the Raiders. Man, I'm gonna, all right. I'll go Steelers here. I'll go Steelers. I'll, I'll agree with you, Mike. I'll go Steelers. I think the Steelers just. And so they got to string together something. That was a nice little win with Mason Rudolph last week. But, I mean, I guess, you know, you don't bet against Rudolph on Christmas. So, I guess that's why. Right. You're talking about tear breaks. This is that's the first... not my line, by the way. Someone else said that. Just want everybody to know. Well, it's that good. It's that good. you got to say it. Everybody's got to say it. The, the Steelers are the first of maybe six teams here that are all about the same. Let's see if that holds water yep. as we get through it. Uh, Ten. Now you guys can debate Indianapolis Jags. I'll say Indianapolis. I like the Raiders going to Indianapolis this week. Ooh. I'd rather be the Jaguars um, no. and the Colts. I'd rather be the, I guess, the Raiders and the Colts. I guess that's where I'm planting my flag. I here, not... don't agree with you about Indy being like, I'm going to go Raiders here. I, I think Raiders, I, I, I'd put them higher than both those teams. I just can't think that Jacksonville is there yet. Like that, I know they've slipped. 
But Indy's impressed me in a lot of things they've done. I know they lost last week, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go Raiders here. I'm willing to go with Indianapolis here. Indy at 10. Nine. Okay. Raiders. Bengals. Bengals. They're 0-5 in the division. Bengals are nine. Look at look at Vegas. Wow, what a run. What a day. Come on. What a day what for the Antonio, Antonio Pierce, Pierce Coach of the Year. Raiders. They go two hours without completing a pass and win at Arrowhead. And the voters have taken notice. Eight. I mean, That's I know we're selling. Great Sal- point, by the way. It's another reason why Raiders should not have lasted this long. They didn't complete a pass for three quarters, basically, and they still won a game. All right, I'm, because got, the ball was thrown to them. I'm Raiders at eight for me. I'm I'm there now. It, Raiders at eight is fine. That's enough. It's it's okay. enough. It's got. They'll take it. Seven. Um, Can we mercifully? I mean, put I could debate here? the Texans here, but I think you going to back to Jacksonville there, um, Zach. Yeah, I just I, I think to end the year they are playing some of the worst football in the AFC. Yeah, and and it looks like CJ Stroud's back for the Texans this week. Maybe I'm going to go Jags. Blown out at home by the Browns. The the Texans have just how many they they beat teams when we weren't ready to accept them as anything but terrible and went ooh, and that was like at, at week five that ended, and since they have close wins against bad teams and losses. I'll say Houston. I don't like putting Jacksonville this low because I agree that they have a lot of problems, but I still think they outrank some of these other mediocrities. I will not put Houston there with C.J. Stroud at quarterback, which I think he's playing this week. He did. He was at practice today. So Jacksonville yep. is the pick, 2-1. to one. Uh, Six, Houston. Okay, I'll go Texans then with you. Did we forget anybody? i got to make sure. One, two, three. We... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Forget me, buddy? No. We are still good. Five. Kansas City. Ooh. Agree. Oh, Agree. Man. Agree. Wow. Sal, well, Sal, two to Sal, one. Sal. So... Yeah. No, uh, if you don't want philosophically, fine. You don't want to consider the future in power rankings. How far into the past are we going if we're considering the Chiefs like elite? A year? Yeah, I mean, earlier in the season maybe, but that's okay. See, my my whole objective of power rankings is what is the team right now as we sit here on Wednesday, December 27th? And if, are they better than this team or are they worse than that team? If they played today, who should win based on what? And I will agree with you. From what I've seen with Kansas City and the Chiefs, I will put them here. I have no problem with that. I just go, ooh, because it's wild for me to think that, that they're fine. Yeah, no, okay. I get it. Four. Browns. Browns. Three. Dolphins. Bills. Miami. That went, that went over Dallas, proof nothing. They're both paper tigers. They can't play against any sort of team that's physical. I, I can't stand either of those teams. Boy, their defense has been really good for a number of weeks. Rams I, I liked that win for Miami a lot. I thought it was really good. Uh, two, Bills. It has been good for a number of weeks, but can I at least offer this? Okay. like They played Dallas. They played a good game. They also, Dallas fumbled at the one-yard line. Let's remember that, and that's fine. The teams they played, their quarterbacks... The Jets, the Titans, the Commanders, the Jets, and the Raiders six weeks ago. Ah, you know. Fair. I mean, that's who their defense has been going against over this this time period. Fair. Correct. Good point. Two. Has to be the Bills. Bills. One Baltimore. All right. How we do? The paper even sounds different. It's just there's just just a lot of so off a lot of mush from. 12, 13, over to 6 and 7. Like, you go to, once you go past 5 in the Chiefs, and even then, I don't know, 6 through like 10, 11, 12, they're just, they're all the same. And then the bottom four, the bottom four. We will look at that from the Bills' perspective next, which is kind of where we ended up yesterday, like thinking about the, the importance of the Dolphins Ravens game in this. Like, just, I'm not sure after think, talking about it yesterday and thinking about it some more today, it can be overstated. I think it's the biggest non-Bills game in the league as it pertains to the importance to the Bills since Ravens-Bengals in the 17 finale, yep. since Tyler Boyd. Like, it's a, there's such a difference. We'll go over it. Sal, thanks. You got it. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. What's your outlet? 803-0550 for your calls. Um, the Chiefs are interesting here, much like we did yesterday, just sort of how this all sort of fits together and uh, what the AFC playoff picture looks like to you. I want to talk a lot of MVP today. It's super interesting. Allen is in it, but I had some perspective today on just like how attainable it is for him to win. I'll share that with you and also some of the tweets I got uh, from fans, you know, mostly going to be Bills fans, about why I think Allen might be frozen out from the MVP. 
Lines open. Hope we can chat. We've got Mike Giardi today on the Patriots, and then eventually Paul Hamilton and Sabres pregame. Bulldog is off. This is Mike Shope on WGR. I think the game plan with us for a while was double 14 and make everybody else beat you. And I think consistently guys have now shown that they can step up and make those plays. You talk about, you know, Gabe in this last game, Dalton and Dawson. You talk about Khalil Shakur, you know, James Cook coming out of the backfield too. So I think it's it's to a point now where it's, I don't know how beneficial it is to double 14 because some of the other guys are making plays. So, you know, when we have our opportunities, we just we got to execute them. And I think it comes down to whoever plays best on Sunday and we got to put our best foot forward. Josh Allen, of course, hmm, I, I, I think maybe Allen is hoping to uh, speak that into existence there. How good do you feel about the Bills' weapons, right? That kind of needs to be the word. After Diggs, going into this super important stretch where anything from missing the playoff to winning a Super Bowl is in the range of outcomes over the next whatever it is, eight weeks, six weeks. Like, Diggs is, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's on the tape. You, you, are, you are seeing teams try to take him away. New England will be interesting because that's kind of what, simply put, that's what they're known for, taking away your best guy. But Diggs has had very good games against the Patriots. He just hasn't had a very good games since, like, mid-October. So it's nice for Allen to tell reporters, oh, well, it makes sense. Maybe you don't want to double him anymore because we have Dawson Knox and other other people. <laughs> I would not expect, well, I don't know about New England because they're shot, but I would not expect Miami or Kansas City, if you see them again, or Baltimore, to treat Stephon Diggs lightly. And we can't let... Dalton Kincaid beat us. He has one catch in two games. Davis has three out of the last five games without a single reception, some without targets. James Cook didn't catch a pass in L.A., and they were down a lot. I mean, the Bills are just not, in my opinion, they're just not a team that is so flush with weapons that, like, Diggs is just going to get there now because teams are going to forget about him, which is not not exactly how Allen worded it. But, yeah, you know, maybe teams aren't going to double him so much because we have these other guys. And I'll tell you what I would do. I mean, again, it's just a generalization, but I'm letting the other guys beat me. Because even with, like, Diggs is not producing. Say what you want about that. You know, it's not like the Bills' offense is, is exploding here. 24 in L.A., the Dallas game was kind of easy, and they got to 31. Was it 20 in Kansas City? Like, we're not seeing a team that's just – it's not It's not vintage Josh Allen Bills offense where, yeah, well, you're going to – just like a team with other great players on it, you're going to take him away, we're going to do that. I mean, is that where you are on Gabe Davis? Is that where you are on Dalton Kincaid? The rookie wall? I don't know. He's hurt too. Like, I like Kincaid, but I think it – can be pointed out. I think it's fair to wonder just what the Bills are. We've been wondering all year, I think, what they are after Diggs. And the way this year has gone, Diggs, for the second year in a row, not for nothing, has gone quiet, for him anyway, uh, late in the year. I do like that even with the challenges the Bills are having in getting him the ball, that they're still trying. Like, you know, you've had... Was it the maybe the playoff game last year against the Bengals? 
You had a couple games in there last year where the targets dried up. The targets went away. I'm thinking of playing the Browns in Detroit where you have Diggs and Sean McDermott on the sideline where Diggs is probably saying, like, what about me? And then eventually he got the ball in that game, but he hadn't gotten the ball at all at that point. might have been late in the first half, you'll remember. So this year, like, that has not happened. I'm not sure this would line up exactly with last year, but this year I know he's still getting targets even if he's not catching a lot downfield, big plays, big yards. So um, what do you think? 803-0550, the Bills offense at this point. The uh, playoff picture is so much fun to look at and talk about. And I was thinking, just mentioned it with Sal a few minutes ago, how big the Miami-Baltimore game is for the Bills. If you weren't with me yesterday or you haven't really sort of processed this yet, think about it. If the Ravens win at home against Miami, Miami has big injuries too. Like the line is four. I'm not assuming the Ravens win, but they are the favorite for a reason. Let's say if Baltimore wins the game and the Bills win over New England, they're going to Miami, the same injured guys, the same challenges, a team they've had a lot of good days against with a chance to win the division and be the two seed in the AFC, face maybe Las Vegas or Pittsburgh, or Indianapolis, or Houston in the first round, pretty good, then with a win, home in round two, maybe then finally the Bills get, if they win the first game, the game that fans have been waiting for for years, Mahomes and the Chiefs here in January in round two. And, you know, here we're off and running. That's right there. For the Bills, if Baltimore wins, if Baltimore loses to the Dolphins, the division race is over. You're probably the six if you get your win here. We'll see what Miami... Miami would still have the one seed at stake the following week. They would probably push the next week. You're not getting resting Tyreek and Tua in that scenario because they're a game behind. So the best they can do this week is tie and hopefully, for their sake, win on a tiebreaker. If Baltimore loses, you are the six seed, probably at best, maybe the five, but probably the six, going to Kansas City in the first round, going to Baltimore in the second round, and going somewhere else in the third round, in the AFC Championship. Unless you get a miracle from the seven seed and then it's all scrambled. How different are those two outcomes here? That game... I feel like I'm selling it, I'm underselling it, the importance of Miami-Baltimore for this franchise. The Bills, of course, would still have to win in Miami, and they would still have to win their playoff games, right? No matter what, that's the case, no matter what. We've seen them this year, I mean, kind of, they were given up on largely because the schedule they had late in the year was more difficult, and they went to Kansas City and won. They should have won in Philly, you could say. They beat the Cowboys bad. You know, even L.A. was a tough game to get it. It's been, as we all know, it's been the lesser teams that have given them more trouble this year, just in terms of the final scores. But, man, it's so big. Miami and Baltimore, it's so big. The playoff picture, the point Allen makes about the rest of the offense and anything else that's germane. 803-0550 is the number. I'm Mike Shope. Bulldog is off this week. Mike Giardi coming up on the Patriots in about 20 minutes. We've talked to Mike several times. Once 
before the season started, I think it was, I remember him coming on and forecasting that if the Patriots had a really bad year, it would be over for Belichick. And that has happened, and it kind of sounds that way. So Mike maybe called that, and not everybody would have. I mean, not everybody would have, many would have not assumed that Belichick would ever just be out uh, with the Patriots. So I think that I saw that if he loses this game, and then next week, they have the Jets next week, that he would tie for the most losses ever, if you care about that. Zach is with us. Hi, Zach. Hey, Mike. Nice to talk to you. You too. Um, you know, I think my main concern here down the stretch and into the playoffs, I mean, firstly, I don't really care how they win uh, at this moment, at least, as long as they're getting it done. But beyond that, um, you know, Diggs is obviously the wide receiver one on this team, but on paper, as of late, it clearly obviously doesn't look like that. And it seems like nobody else there's been it's almost been I don't know, for lack of a better term, wide receiver won by committee it seems for the last however many weeks. It doesn't seem like anybody is consistently stepping up, which maybe I mean maybe that's a good thing that other people are getting the ball. I mean, whether it's Shakir or I mean Davis his you know, his big game has become an exception to the rule it seems, unfortunately, at least for this season. Um, you know, Kincaid was starting to get off a little bit uh, towards the middle of the season, but it just doesn't seem like it seems like at some point you have somebody has to step up a little bit. Um, you know whether that's on Allen or the receivers, I don't, you know, I don't know, but um, that is a bit of a concern for me. You know, you look at these other teams that have these magnificent wide receiver one and wide receiver two duos, and I remember maybe it was last season or the year prior, you had a good piece or you talked about a good piece about the importance of a wide receiver two. Uh, when you're in the playoffs, and it doesn't even seem like there's hardly a wide receiver one. There's not a person playing like a wide receiver one, rather, uh, at the moment. So I think, yeah, the, that position group to me is a, a significant concern here going down the street. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this it's it seems like maybe talking about this conveys concern, and I don't know if I want it to, but I get why I'm having that thought. Diggs is a, is the wide receiver one, as the caller puts it. Well, who else would be? You know, how are we doing this? Is he the most important or best receiver on the Bills? Of course. So that has to be uh, where you're at. If you want to, like in fantasy, we say wide receiver one, meaning top 12, and I don't think there's any point in doing it that way. So, yeah, he's their go-to. He's, he's got to be. They just don't, they're not get, he's the go-to, but the get-to is the problem so far uh, late lately. But getting the ball to him has not been easy, and, you know, it's relative, but I think it's worth talking about. And you've got Allen here, which, you know, he's just talking to the media, it doesn't have to matter, um, talking about how the other weapons on the Bills might draw coverage away from Diggs. And I'm just telling you, if my other team's coach looks at it that way, he's fired. (laughs) There's just no way I'm taking on Josh Allen and the Bills and leaving Stephon Diggs alone. Kansas City, we had this when the Bills played them, has a guy that, in Legereus Sneed, who has been doing a lot of that this year, even last week. I mean, we were done with Kansas City after the Bills beat them, but he he had Devontae Adams this week. He might have had one catch. Like just he he is traveling with number one guys. And I guess this this week, if that holds for him, it'll be T. Higgins with Chase out, if Chase is still out. But I don't know. Who do you trust, guys? Who do you trust after Diggs in the Bills offense? I think right now. The name I would get the most often would be Cook. I mean, Cook had 20 for 70 in L.A., no catches, two fumbles. Each of these guys has given you reasons to be optimistic and maybe also pessimistic that if I don't get digs off in a game, I'm going to get to one of these playoff games, KC, Baltimore, Miami, and I'm going to really need to score. Is it there? Can can I get to the Super Bowl with Josh Allen rushing for two touchdowns a week? You know? Again, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm not feeling that way about them. But they still haven't really, all year, this, this topic of weapons has been discussed. And even when they started winning again, to what extent did it change? Only in terms of Cook did, it re- did the meter really move. Joe Brady moved toward Cook. Carries... And just plays, routes, dropped a couple, still. That was the movement in the Bills' offense. Also, Knox coming back cuts into Kincaid like it did before, and that's not, I don't think that's great. They could, you know, not use Knox, I guess, if they thought it would mean more freedom for Kincaid in their offense. But I don't know if they want that. Banged up, rookie, Late in the season, they might not want that. They've they've had Doc's Doc's Dawson Knox. Knox has been a part of this for uh, for years, and so I doubt they want to abandon him. But really interesting setup here for maybe Fournette. Fournette is probably the the easy just skeleton skeleton key answer to all of this. What do you think? Eight oh three oh five fifty to call in. Mike Giardi on the Pats in what do I say? Twenty minutes now, a little bit less. This is Mike Shope on WGR. Welcome back. I'm Mike Shope, Mike Giardi, Boston Sports Journal, NFL Insider, coming up. 
shortly. Sabres and Bruins tonight, speaking of Boston. Sabres have, like, Boston is, what? The Sabres are something like winless in 20 out of 22 against Boston. They have a recent win against Boston. Minus 50 in goals. Yikes. The new over-under on Sabres points for the season is 81 and a half. Cooked. Speaking of hockey, the World Juniors are underway. I mean, hockey fans know this time of year, this week, Christmas to New Year's, you get the World Juniors. Watched a little bit today of Finland and Germany. Germany gets the win. Kulik for the Czechs also today. Uh, So fun tournament. It's in Sweden. Maybe somewhere else too, but the game I watched was in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. I'm watching this game, and an ad comes on for the Women's World Championships. My daughter's a hockey player. Like, okay, what we have been tending to do when there's a big USA-Canada women's game or Worlds maybe is, like, I get a text, make sure we record it. Old school, right? Make sure we record it. I pop the tape in. I program the settings, you know. Sometimes it cuts off at the wrong place. But anyway, so we're aware in our house of the big women's games and the ad comes on for this year's women's world championships in April and it's in Utica. Literally the women's world championships this year are in Utica, New York, not Gothenburg, Sweden, Utica, New York. Cool. So I text my wife all like, Oh, I'm going to, Tell her something she doesn't know. She'll be excited because it's about women's hockey. Did you know the women's world championships this year are in Utica? She's like, yep, we talked about it. Oh, we did? That's happening way too often for me. No, we already had that conversation. So now I don't want to bring anything up at home because I'm afraid that we've already had that conversation. I'm just forgetting everything. Um, Yes, so I want you to know this because that's probably a great few days. And um, just down the road, what? What is that? Not even three hours to Utica? I spent a little bit of time there. More when I lived in Rochester, I guess. I don't remember anything that ever happened to me when I was in Utica. But this would be that. If we go to this, and I think we will, that um, will be memorable. By the way, back on the Sabres, tonight's game is on TNT. Uh, I think that's connected to it being a 7.30 game. So 6.30 for pregame. And Paul Hamilton will join me at that time to start things off. Back to football with Mike Giardi. Unless he wants to talk about the Bruins. I'm not going to allow too much of it. Mike Giardi, Boston Sports Journal, After Sports, here on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.